podcast name in the podcast game. Ken and Mila are the unacceptable podcast. But we're recording. Lots of things happened this week. I have Mila. How are you? I am not feeling hundred percent. There could be a COVID transaction going on in this room right now. Yes, but for legal purposes, we must reiterate that Ken has—that's a joke. Ken has entered at his own risk. Yes, I signed all a bunch of waivers. Mm-hmm. She videotaped me expressing, putting my hand on a Bible, and expressing <laughs> my understanding of the legally binding contract I had entered into. Down here, we actually have a, two versions of the Bible and a Quran. So wow. there's a lot of books you can swear on. We also have the. I'll the use the version IRA. <laughs> And, for my eyes. and the biography of Malcolm X And so, you know, there's a lot of things you can Do you have mm, never mind. What is that one, with the classy one, the, the classic Oh, that's uh, the essays by Michel de Montaigne Oh, yes, de Montaigne He's, uh, he's a French philosopher mm. um, I've told you a little bit about his essays Where he's like talking about when it's acceptable to kill yourself And one of them is like when you have a stomachache well, in the back of the day, <laughs> I feel like he his med- idea of a stomachache is like ulcers. It's mm-hmm. like a translation. Yeah. You're like possible. bleeding and you're shitting blood. It's entirely possible. It's entirely. Oh, Joe had Maynard on. I saw a white an supremacist and, and a rapist. He had Kanye on. Yeah, Kanye's gonna be. He's releasing oh, the. Oh, of course Kanye. he hasn't come on yet. No, he came on. Why does he vault it? Joe is releasing it tomorrow. Here, hold the mic to your mouth. Joe. Enter yourself. Is releasing it oh, tomorrow. Fuck. It's gonna be like a drop party. Yeah, I'm excited. I feel like it's gonna be like an awkward, weird conversation. Wait, Two, like so ENFJs who are like ultra billionaires, like trying to be level. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean. And like Kanye getting uh, confrontational or intermittently because he's not comfortable with full agreeableness, mm. and and just like just like weird vibes. Yeah. Just any way to bet on these. Aww. <laughs> I hope too short good. man with a lot of money. I I'm excited. I haven't. I feel like I haven't heard from Maynard in so long. Yeah, his shoulders look, look weird. He's less muscular. Um, it's always weird to watch. He men probably decay. stopped like doing martial arts as much. Maybe. Yeah, he's just dipping bacon in wine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Did, so. I didn't watch the whole episode. But I wonder if Maynard or if Joe brought up the allegations. Oh, probably not. Why would? Because Joe like doesn't really. He's not like an adversarial interviewer. Yeah, but if sometimes like certain Oprah types will have like a very structured interview where three quarters of the way through they address <laughs> the elephant in the room. Wonder if he'd try and. I like, don't think. I he wonder would. if he'd try and rehab Dalia. Um, I think he'd like let him have his say, but I don't think that's the same thing as like. Yeah, Joe's sneaky political. He jumps out of the way, kind of. Like, I don't know if he recognizes himself that he does it, but, like... Yeah, I feel like I know his type, though. He like wants his cake and he eats it, and, like, it infuriates me that he gets away with it as much as I love him. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And good for him. Like, he should totally... You know what I mean? I mean, I think his philosophy is literally just, like, hear just everything bro. out. Bro, yeah. And, and, like, that kind of brings us to our first item on the docket. Which... We're not going to talk about Joe the whole time? <laughs> the first uh controversy oh wait can i make my announcement first oh yeah sorry yeah ken has a big announcement this episode of the unacceptable podcast is sponsored by my campaign uh i have to preempt mila because i'm mostly motivated by you know bitterness and spite and competition of 
people who are close to me who make me feel threatened. Uh, so I'm going to be running in my riding when I figure out what that riding is in the next federal election as an independent. Your riding is North Vancouver. Is it? But is it North Vancouver Seymour or North Vancouver? Come on, Mila Capilano. There's multiple. In the federal elections, we don't have that. Are you sure? Yeah. I'm pretty sure we do. No, like our MP is like MP for like all of North Van. Well, perfect. I will be all Except of your for MPs. Seymour is part of Burnaby. I think. In the Fed. Okay. Well, thank you very much. My dog's Are crying you, outside the door. You're really taking the wind Continue out of the sails of this. All right. I guess you've seen the video. We'll link the video. I go through all the policies. I will be mostly copy and pasting Andrew Yang's policy page with a few, you know, circumcision is fine. Uh, I am not commenting on Israel Palestine at all. I'm a I'm a I'm a status quo plus UBI is my platform. Uh and uh if that makes me a fascist, well you can have your money anyways. <laughs> uh you can have your your UBI no matter what you what you think of me. <laughs> that was it reminds my favorite tweet from Yang was when he said like I'm literally just trying to give everybody <laughs> money. <laughs> yeah. There was okay. It'd be yeah. cool if your campaign caught attention and then Yang was like, wow, like a UBI campaign from Canada. What a memester. I think he'd have to distance himself from me. Why? If he was smart, he wouldn't, but he'd probably... He, he, He's been supporting a ton of like campaigns with UBI platforms. Okay. I just think I'm like in my announcement video on YouTube, I said... I, j- I half jokingly said it's mainly to get traffic to my YouTube channel. Oh yeah. So I don't know me, you know. Yeah, he. He's might. on CNN now. <laughs> yeah, he's become a bit of a normie. I've stopped watching stuff of him because it's not as you know. Right, and Andrew, like, if you're listening to this, I'm not judging. I get it. You should still come on the pod. Fly up here to Canada. Yeah, we would love to have you. Would we go to Yang? Or you're in law know. school. Yeah, I'm a bit busy. Fuck. You're so busy. Honestly, it makes me sad. This is the only time I socialize all week. <laughs> I'm I'm I, I'm uh, appealing to the the sad and lonely isolated podcast listener crowd. Shout out to you guys. Shout out. Um yeah, I mean so that's yeah, that's your announcement. Um I think we need more independent candidates for sure. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So I think you should def do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it will cost a lot of money. How much? Like, if you think about things like signage, my, do you, have you seen those homemade? It's the internet, baby. Have you seen those homemade? I just need signage? to legally be on the ballot. I need to pay like a thousand bucks or whatever. Yeah, that's my campaign. I also and you si- need signatures. How many? I don't know. You should check. I think it's. A, I heard it's like not. Oh fuck! I'm making shit up already. <laughs> Perfect politician. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I mean, we look forward to it. I'm I think just gonna do this and risk the COVID. Risk? Oh, okay. Um, Bella seems the COVID off my finger, Bella. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> my my dog is going a bit nuts. Hi. Anyway, so. <laughs> Are you gonna run? I'm not, I don't think I'm going to run anytime soon. Oh. I'm going like, to do other things with my life first. I told oh, you I'm okay. going to wait till I'm like almost dead. I really wanted to run against you and have a podcast. That would be really funny. Yeah, I feel like that would get us a lot of like publicity for sure. 
I, I picture some like stupid Vice article like these two host a podcast together. They're also running against each other for office. You know what I mean? Yeah, I honestly. <laughs> what? Anyway. Vice hit us up. Yeah, it's gonna be. <laughs> Post some fake news. You guys don't give a fuck. <laughs> ben will comment on it. Oh man. These hipster imperialists at Vice. <laughs> and their sensational campaign. I don't want to be uh, criticized shout out to ben. by Ben. Um. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he won't. Maybe I won't run. No. <laughs> I'm, gonna run. I'm gonna run. Um. For a white man, criticism is always good. You can play the martyr, build the people. At least in th- this period that we're in. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone's really afraid of criticism, so like, they just find a way to spin it. And and, we'll... and yeah, if you don't, if you seemingly don't respond to it, everyone thinks it's super cool. So you yeah. just literally don't care. You know. There you go. And it's hard to do when you're face to face with people in an institution. Yeah. But it's not hard to do if you're just playing soccer by yourself. While old women are like, what the fuck is that young man doing with his life? Why is he at the field playing soccer by himself? <laughs> That's Did they actually say that? No, but it, it is. I, I do feel I play soccer like twice a day sometimes in the rain. And people are like, what the fuck? You know, yeah. it's just a vibe. I feel it. So this week, there's so many things to talk about. I feel like, first of all, like after we recorded on Friday... All the controversial things happen like right after. Yeah. Um. So like a guy got caught jerking it on Zoom. Not just any guy, but a CNN commentator, a New Yorker writer. We all make mistakes in the heat of passion. <laughs> um, I I when you first told to me, I thought he was jerking off to the meeting, like something about the power, <laughs> but like not being caught, but doing something wrong was. A tr- but but you thought it was just an old guy who didn't know his camera was on. That's what I thought. Okay. Well, either way. That's what I figured. But like my point was like, how would you get in the mood while you were in a meeting? Uh, <laughs> could be like a, a a sex thing. I guess. I think. Who am I to judge? Some engines. Get, uh, rev quicker you know they warm up quicker <laughs> uh yeah i'm there were like all these people commenting bro, if i work from home i would be such an awful porn addict <laughs> if there's no one to keep you accountable at all you know what i mean your wife's like honey are you almost done work oh no <laughs> you have to pick up the kids almost there <laughs> Yeah, so that's just. I mean, I feel kind. It reminded me of um, that Trailer Park Boys episode where J Rock gets caught masturbating. Oh, by his mom. And then he he has that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, it could happen to you. Because it happened to me. (laughs) And like, it literally did happen to someone else. So. Remember when J Rock moved into that like bunker in the ground underneath? That's such a funny visual. I think that like he was in jail. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's what it was. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, for before before his album released. See, we all do things to promote our stuff. You're running for office. Yeah. J Rock pretended to be in prison. Yeah. I wonder though. Like, what do you do, Mila? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really promoted much. I feel like, like in my art. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe when the album drops. I don't know when that's going to be, though. Mm-hmm. Are you close? No. We're, like, still finishing, like, one song. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, what's that uh, artwork in the the, the room? The, the rooftop? Michelangelo? Oh, are you talking about the, years? the one in the Vatican? Yeah. Mm, okay. What's it called? Um... I feel I like I, it's, I'm blanking on it, but I went into that room that had it. Oh, the I, Sistine Chapel. Sistine Chapel, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Dan Brown vi- uh, flashbacks. Well, we went in, and I was there with my mom and my fam, and uh, my mom and my brother. My mom was so happy to be in there, mm-hmm. and like the priest like blessed her mm-hmm. and Ryan, and they were so excited. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of like stayed back. I remember texting you during this trip and you describing like Ryan's actions and love. <laughs> yeah, when he went to confession. And he's like, I need to go to confession in the Vatican. Yeah. And then and he then went the, and the, the priest was like, was like, so like confess your sins. And my brother's like, well, I don't believe in God. There we go. And the That's guy's like, start. what are you doing here? <laughs> oh, you guys have had the worst confession experiences. I've always had good ones. Because they can tell I'm like trying to be super pious and take it seriously. So they're like, good boy. <laughs> and with Ryan, it's like, I don't believe in God. <laughs> I haven't been. Last time I went to confession, I was like in high school, I think. So Yeah, you got yelled at mm-hmm. for some shit. For the dumbest thing is for not going to church on Christmas. Oh, that's what it was? Yeah. Oh, that was the other thing. And... uh and it was because like my other side of the family was staying with us and they're not christian so mm-hmm. like we just didn't go because out of respect for them uh-huh and uh then the priest was like how is half your family not christian and it's not a valid marriage what <laughs> and i was like oh no <laughs> Fuck and then i remember i was like 14 and i came home and i'm like mom is your marriage not valid oh <laughs> uh. she's like nope <laughs> she said nope as in like how dare the priest say that oh yeah yeah um but yeah it was a very very strange time jeez louise speaking of religious figures yeah so pope francis oh that yeah yeah i didn't want to talk about that endorsed furry dom queer polyamorous freedom please mila (laughs) this is hard enough um, um no it's actually people made a really big deal out of it but he's just said civil unions here okay which is like like the church doesn't even it's not even within that so yeah why didn't you say nothing i don't i feel like he's trying to like get the young people get back the libs in. yeah um like i think he wants i would be such a uh confrontational pope i'd be like i don't give a fuck if you guys want to burn in hell <laughs> I mean like You don't want to be a pandering pope Like if you If that's your belief And that's your life You want to be like Hard in it you know You don't yeah. need to be mean But you don't need to be like Bending Kind of pretending to bend But not really bend You know what I mean Yeah I mean I wonder What his intent was I Like I know that the other pope Before him like Wasn't popular Because of like His bluntness Yeah I also think He was like Literally 96 And like didn't really want to be pope and i was like oh fuck <laughs> can but, you imagine mm-hmm. just like wanting to die and you, you like you think it's god's will so you're like fuck i'll just be pope for a bit <laughs> <laughs> uh. no i think 
this pope, I think he's really interested in like having people who are not necessarily on board. You know what? I think the left could learn from the pope. Mm-hmm. Because I think he is trying to like, like I saw this thing with him talking to um, a kid whose dad died and the kid's dad was an atheist and the kid was like scared being like, he, the kid was crying being like, my dad's going to go to hell. Like I'm so yeah. sad. And the Pope was comforting him and being like, no, like just cause he doesn't believe what we believe. Like as long as he was a good person or yeah. whatever. And I was thinking like, damn like these are the strategies just being nice yeah yeah literally give people money like just (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah just be nice and that's not even like him lying that's not like new catholic ideas that you you're you don't go to hell if you just need to you know yeah and i don't but the whole pets thing go to heaven that's fucking bullshit he needs to shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) i think like pets don't have souls francis with the civil union thing I think maybe it could be the same thing where it's like, because I don't think this is like different. He's just trying to be nice. Yeah, I think he's just trying to be nice and like trying to make like make nice with people who might have historically had a bad relationship with the church. Very diplomatically put. Yeah. Um, which I get. You know, I think he just wants to be like, even if you're gay, you have a home here. Yeah. Um, Never thought of it that way. Which like, yeah, I mean... It's like you have a home here. You can't get married with us, but you <laughs> can't be doing any of that tonight. We won't here. be doing any of that but, tonight. But uh, you know what? You, I'm a libertarian. You can go to whatever uh, house's pleasure that you want to. <laughs> um, yeah. So like, I kind of, I kind of get it. I, I mean, I don't know. I've never like had a super favorable view of the papacy, but I, I, I'm kind of impressed with how this pope. Like has his outreach. Watch him run for president, <laughs> secure <laughs> candidacy, and run for American president well, in twenty twenty eight. He wasn't. He was born in Argentina. He pull some strings. <laughs> I'm sure Donald would love to spite the uh, the libs with like give the Pope an American citizenship. <laughs> I've I've found my successor so when I die. So Trump, like, I know, I know, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but like, I think like the majority of Christians in the U.S. are anti-Pope. Yeah, think they're, not they're not Catholic. We are not responsible for that. <laughs> as much as I think they're overly caricatured, you know, I'll, I'll defend them online because you guys need to stop with like Alabama comments. It's just so tiring and stupid. What? Uh, I I before this episode started, I said no Reddit, no imager, no suicide jokes. Oh, okay. So we won't know what an it, Alabama comment is. Or yeah, it's just like people will. There's like a few steps that always happen, like incest is mentioned americans are mentioned and then someone's like alabama and then everyone's like ah like, oh my god meme of like bart say the line oh yeah. god yeah well i mean it, there's um there was also like an anti-catholic it's, it's kind of interesting there was like this anti-catholic prejudice for a long time in the u.s and canada because they thought that if you were catholic you were you followed the pope Mm-hmm. So you couldn't be loyal to your own country. Mm-hmm. Irish Catholics have it the hardest. <laughs> up up till the sixties and fifties, they were oppressed. <laughs> now they're lumped in with the whites with their guilt. They got a raw deal. Yeah. Um, well, they still got the reparations. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, we're gonna have a mandatory IRA day. 
I don't know. I I like joking about the IRA, but I don't know much about them. Me neither. Me neither. Maybe I just shouldn't speak on it. Maybe we should be adults. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I should. I should speak for myself. Yeah. Cause I've I've joked about edgy things in the past and then like actually looked into it and been like oh fuck like, oh yeah, yeah that's a terrible feeling yeah yeah well I mean it would be fun to get the Pope on the pod only in person though it's like he's on Zoom I'm like nope we <laughs> we go to Rome <laughs> that'd be great um, honestly though I remember when he I was have elected, dreams I have big dreams actually and I was in high school. And my like religion teacher was Argentinian, and then the Pope is Argentinian, so he was very excited. Just waving the flag. Argentinians are so much like Italians. It's so weird. Yeah. I, there's a big Italian. There's a lot popular, of Italians yeah. there. The Pope is an example. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he's part Italian. Where are you really from? There's also a lot of Germans there. Uh, yes, we won't talk about that though. <laughs> we won't be doing any of that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we should get Mike on to tell stories, like yeah. Horton stories. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I've been meaning to reach out to Mike, but I don't know how. I feel like okay, he. Well, he we're, we're calling to him from the podcast. Yeah. Michael. He apparently he follows my YouTube channel. Okay. He my mom was at their house the other day, and he was like, "I love Ken's." You didn't say I love, but it's He's weird. Like, I fucking hate Ken's <laughs> YouTube channel. That guy needs to shut the fuck up <laughs> and let us people of color. <laughs> A suppressed <laughs> Irish. Um, What's the saying? Like, there's a saying that they have, like the for the IRA, and it's spelled really strangely. Up the raw. Yeah, maybe that's what. It there's is. a lot of ones. I don't know. I should learn Gaelic. It's such a cool language. Is it? I mean, I'm down. I My should learn it too. My late mentor spoke it. Wow. Shout out to Was he Philip. from the Gaeltacht? I don't know. It's the Gaelic-speaking area of Ireland. Oh. I think it's, like, generally to the west. Well, yeah, he... he or did he learn book Irish? I don't know. He knew a lot of languages, so... Man of culture, to be sure. Definitely man of culture. Rest in peace. Um. Anyway, that's that for the Pope. Uh, there's also been a Pope meme flying around. I don't know if you've seen it. What is it? He posts, like, like the Pope... Uh, like there's like you know on Twitter you can post four images. Yeah. So like you have the Pope in like the three corners here, like holding up the Eucharist. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hands. that's pretty funny. Uh, some people thought it was a bit blasphemous. <laughs> I want to see one. You know the old lady like sharpening her glasses and like on the computer. Yeah. I want to see the Pope squinting in his full thing at the computer. <laughs> Looking at that image, like of him holding up like. Oh. A- Wow, and then inside the box is the Pope looking at that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then That's there's recursion. And then there's the Zoom jack off guy. Okay, I'll take you. Oh, I, they are linked somehow, <laughs> but I, I couldn't find it either. So I was hanging out with my parents. Whenever I hang out with the people my parents have over, I have such a good time. That's Their funny. conversation is like very rich and like almost nuanced and it's like etiquette, but it's like very warm and not fake. Whereas I have that millennial loner like disagreeable thing in my head, which is like totally disconnected from reality. Right. And then I'm actually with them like, wow, this is so much fun. That's nice. So shout out. Oh, yeah. One of them admitted to tampering in. Um, okay. You can't say that on the pod. 
<laughs> Live censorship, folks. All right. All right. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Thank you. As your lawyer. I said tampering. I didn't say in what. So just tampering. Dude, yeah. I had a dream that like, and I know people hate to hear about other people's dreams. Do they? I, yeah. you know what's interesting? What? I, uh, when I, I notice what I do and then I notice it in everyone else, they begin the dream very innocently. And then as they remember more of it, they start to think that might be fucked up. That might be. And then they, you can see them edit and it like happens over like three seconds. Yeah. And then the dream makes even less sense because they've edited so much. And then they end up really embarrassed and everyone in the car is like, okay. <laughs> well, my brother is. Don't saying, edit. Don't edit. Okay. Well, this isn't my dream. I'm just saying as oh. an aside. Uh, my brother was saying he's like the two things that people couldn't care less about that nonetheless like other people try to tell them is their dreams and their weight ah <laughs> uh, yes ryan our favorite character yeah he's not here First tonight for us to talk fictional to. characters that we're gonna introduce <laughs> we should we should gossip about a whole fictional universe on the pod like, no but ryan's the kind I of guy who likes to say for that I'll, I'll do the writing ryan ryan just likes to say, i don't give a fuck that's kind of like one of ryan's favorite plays mm. Well, anyway, I, um, that's, that's that, um, we, uh, another kind of, uh, in religion land, another substantial what? happening was the beheading. Uh, yes, the it, beheading. So there was an eight, it was an 18 year old. Prof? No, the guy that did the beheading. Oh, of course From it was. Moscow. He just needs to... He was Chechenian Muslim. Just... Oh, fuck. And you know what? Uh, I was going to say he needs to get in a fight, but he probably had the shit kicked out of him every day if he grew up in like a Muslim ghetto in Moscow. <laughs> I don't know if there's a lot of Muslims in Moscow. I know. It's probably an incredibly offensive claim, but everyone knows what I mean. Yeah. I mean, I... It, it was... If you grow up in Russia, you're probably tough and damaged. I, it's just like it's crazy because I think like people who are so that far into their beliefs like they just don't care like they're but like that makes them like the scariest kind of people you know like they'll just do anything for their faith like I can't think of myself devoting myself to something like that extensively <laughs> Yeah. Like, would you kill for something and would you die for something? What a question. Yeah, like, I don't know if I'd behead someone for the cause. Would you die for something, though? But I think that's easier what than... What if suicide bombers are just really suicidal? I mean, and they want to go out with a bang, no pun intended. Oh, my God. Honestly. So they're like... They, like, just make up, like, a religious... Or it just helps them to, like... You know, I mean, Japanese suicide rates are very high, so maybe the kamikaze pilots were already. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, um, I mean, it's entirely possible. Um, like, I wouldn't want to do that unless I was suicidal. But I think that it's because, like, the reason why I don't understand that is because I've just never been that religious. Mm -hmm. Like, I've never experienced what. And maybe I'd be like a happier person or more satisfied for not if I beheaded someone, but like if I was religious enough to like believe in something so deeply, like have faith to such an extent where you're like, yes, like 
I'm living through God. Like, I'm doing I'm, it right. Yeah, I know what I'm doing is right. And yeah, worth it. The exactly. suffering. Exactly. Because the rest of us are like, it's not worth getting like the suffering. Yeah. I tried to explain that point of view to my parents, and they were so confused. I was like, if you tally up the suffering and the pleasure, right? It's not worth it. Religion? No, life. Oh, life. <laughs> uh, and they were like, that's such a weird way. To, like that never occurred to them. Yeah, I mean. I think that's, you know, what makes religion so appealing is it gives a reason for the suffering Mm -hmm. and it gives you, like, it gives you a reason to suffer and to, like, feel satisfied with your suffering Mm -hmm. in a way that, like, a secular person can't really find. Yeah. Um, but I think... The, The stereotype is that some people find, like, art... Somehow, yeah, or but like, I think also like you see it now in like, um, and again, this is not a partisan thing. I think it's like left and right where people self victimize, and I think like that standing in place of like religious people conceiving of themselves as like persecuted or con- well, we are or doing like martyrdom drills and stuff. Martyrdom drills. Have you not heard of those martyrdom drills? <laughs> in the U.S., they have like in these evangelical like summer camps or whatever. They do these drills where they, like, pretend that they're being martyred. How Um, does this is... I actually fundamentally, like, agree with their their cultivating conviction, but I also... Which might sound cultish, but also thinking of physically what these drills... Like, they set up cones and, like, you walk... I I watched one of them because Christopher Hitchens was, like, talking about one of them. Obviously, he's not a fan. And, like, there were kids crying. Like, it looked really traumatic. How old are they? Like, nine? Yeah, they looked Are you gonna die? (laughs) You're gonna die for Jesus. It's getting kind of kinky. Gonna die, gonna die, gonna die. Yeah. Um, But... What are you willing to do? Oh, Okay. Is that too far? Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, I think though like it's <laughs> regain your thoughts. I'm trying to like regain my thoughts. Um I I think that, you know, with like there's a sort of stand in so um you know, we've talked a little bit about how people use like victim status to leverage and gain power over people yes but i think there's also a substantive content like not just a utilitarian one where like you find meaning in conceiving yourself uh, conceiving of yourself as a suffering person Mm. in the way that like like religion used to do this for us where we'd be like yes i'm suffering and like this is good i'm suffering for god whereas Mm -hmm. now it might be like i'm suffering for a cause or like yeah I'm suffering in virtue of this like positionality that my race that makes me like a moral person. Yes. And the interesting thing with that is I think most f- people find other people's suffering um disgusting. Yeah, I to- it's it's so I think true. it's cuz they don't want to be one of a an unwashed mass. Well, yeah, I think people don't like to acknowledge that they're not the only ones suffering. Well, it sucks to think of your suffering as so inconsequential. Yeah, and so like regular average yeah even like talking about it hurts my heart i want to be special (laughs) so vote for me (laughs) (laughs) um our suffering through me will be transubstantiated into uh positive social change (laughs) i mean 
it it is very hard to try and I don't know conceive of things beyond religion so I mean shout out to the religious you've made it very appealing um Uh, (laughs) yeah but but yeah so this guy he beheaded uh, a teacher who showed his students drawings of Muhammad and this guy had heard about it through one of the parents because the kids went home and told their parents oh okay and then this guy heard it in the grapevine I guess I don't know and he went to school and he beheaded the teacher um which is like how did he behead him I don't know I didn't like look and I guess he just did he bring a guillotine no, he I wears didn't. like a clipboard and a high vis. <laughs> this is just for a school play. Oh no, I mean, I think it's really fucked. Like a, uh, a scimitar. What? I'm just trying to think of how you cut a head off. Oh, I don't know. I, so apparently, the police like chased him down and they killed him. So the guy's dead, the beheader. So we should start a justice for campaign. No, we're absolutely probably- not. <laughs> Well, I wanted to print merch that said, uh, uh, even I'm like, uh, well, we'll we'll talk about the merch after we talk about Norm. Yeah. But, but this is just, fuck. there's so many funny jokes that would hurt people and get me in trouble. Like just for example, I'm not making this joke. The classic device. It's like that Trevor Moore video where he's like, I'm not actually. Yeah. yeah, Just layers of like, but like. Muhammad rule 34 mm-hmm. like if someone were to make that joke it'd be incredibly distasteful yeah yeah yeah. um I mean honestly I it's weird because I heard like the argument being made I, this I was listening to the red scare commentary on this this week and uh, Dasha had made the point that um, like she was like, well, why don't people just stop doing this? Like, why don't they just stop hitting people or, ma- no, or drawing make, Muhammad? Like, making fun of Muhammad? Like, clearly, it's a problem and whatever. But like, I don't want to live in a society where I don't want to live in a society. But I don't want to <laughs> live in a so- society where people are afraid of like offending religion. And like, maybe that's like a normie lib opinion. No, Maybe yeah. Maybe it's like it's out just, of resentment because like they have something and I don't. But I've, like, <laughs> I've certainly that's funny. I've uh, certainly stumbled a lot of Jesus like sexualization. Yeah, I, I mean, anybody. Jesus and Muhammad are not the, like uh, same figures, but okay, like, yeah. like, arguably, yes. Like, there's it is. Well, Muhammad isn't even the son of God in, so he's not even the son. Of I mean, in the in the mythology. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's different, I think, and I think there's other geopolitical factors that are not explicitly religious that play Mm -hmm. into it as well. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, there was a uproar about these, this Jesus exhibit in Israel because non-Christians had put up these, this museum of, like, blasphemous Jesus images and a lot of the Christians got really offended. Mm-hmm. My, like my mom is really upset by it, and a lot of there's a lot of Christians in the Palestinian population, and they were kind of like, "Excuse me, like you can't do this." And so a lot of people made the argument that 
um, and I mean Nassim Taleb's made this argument as well, that the level of ridicule that is done against Christianity is much higher than the level of ridicule against Islam and Judaism. Yes, thank you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, but yeah. But, and like, yeah, I mean... I, it's a tough one. It is a tough we, one. You don't have the answer. I and and I don't UBI. have the answer. I <laughs> I think you know it just has. It depends on which society you're in. Like people tend to like just look at it from a macro global perspective, but like with only America and Canada in mind. So they think that like Muslims here have the same social position as like Muslims in the Middle East. <laughs> When it's what? not true. I don't know much about the Muslims in like Russia though or in Chechnya. So Yeah, I d what what um this is not a question that I'm expecting you to answer, but what social position do Muslims have in North America? Well, I think like here there's a bigger suspicion of them in the way that there was a suspicion of Catholics back in the day, right? Like it's just kind of more of like, Oh, you're not really loyal to us or... Wait, is it racist if I think there's more suspicion of Muslim in other parts of the world like in which parts like europe or russia oh okay i mean i don't think i don't see why that's racist because I, I, maybe it's claiming north america is the best yeah but like it's not like north america and europe are like all different races like mexicans and different uh, and the yeah. french are definitely not the same group of people um but i like i think it depends where right like I think in the US post 9/11 there's definitely been some issues. Mm-hmm. Um and like I'm I don't think that's like you can say there's no Islamophobia. Obviously there is. Right. Um and it's bad. Like I don't think you should hate anyone based on their religion and like I'm an atheist and I I definitely am against any kind of prejudice against religious people. Um but like at the same time, when you see these beheadings and stuff and people try to say, like, this is not tied to the religion, this is, like, its own thing, or they try to offload the problem by being like, oh, well, it's just a reaction to, like, French imperialism. Sam, Sam, as much as Ben points out that he's a warmonger, and fuck, I googled it, like, I mean, anyways, he pointed out to say that it has nothing to... He's a Hillary to... supporter. Ew. Okay, yeah, yeah, but but <laughs> one of the things he 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 articulates is to say that it has nothing to do with Islam is to say like the Crusades had nothing to do with Christianity. Yeah, no, and like I think ridiculous. It's, it's true. Obviously, any religious violence has something to do with the religion. Mm-hmm. The Israeli occupation has something to do with Judaism. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's synonymous. Yeah. Um. It doesn't mean that everyone who ascribes to that religion supports it. That's like factually, like just untrue. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing that I think is a an issue with religion, like I think one of the strengths of religion is also its downfall, right? Because it's like it gives you something to care about really deeply. It gives your life so much meaning. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it gives your life that much meaning is that when you see it attacked, then you take it as like an attack on your entire being. Oh, okay. Yes. And so it's like a double-edged sword. <laughs> yes, but I, I think people are combative and and the, the kind of... I wish I was smarter. But like the soy, like if you get upset about anything, then you're, you've lost. Like... It's like saying if you care about anything unironically, then you're a 
a dickhead, which is like you might as well literally die. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And I think there's there is definitely a level of like irony poisoned brain where it's like how dare you care about anything you stupid live or whatever and like I, did, I, I don't think that's good either um but I just think that like you know my issue with religion has always been like you know if you think this thing is divine if you think this thing is like so totalizing and above everything else and like above you know your relationship as a citizen of a society um then i think that can genuinely pose a danger because of how totalizing it is um it's a gameable system <laughs> i mean Wait, but, why are, why is that funny no i just like i don't know <laughs> it's not <laughs> okay just like uh um but i think you know with th- there's been this issue in france there's a tension with islam in france because french society is very intent on maintaining a secular aesthetic and uh so they're having these laws where for instance you can't wear hijab or the burqa right like it's like you can't offend the appearance of a secular society and some arguments made are like, well, you come here, you choose to live here. The counter argument is like, well, France fucked up my country and I speak French. So this is the most logical place for me to live. Or Montreal. Yeah. Just come to Canada, guys. Yeah. You can still wear a hijab. Actually, not really. But in Vancouver. Vancouver. Vancouver is such a good place to live. Expensive though, but so I'm never leaving my parents' basement. But, <laughs> but I think you know there is a resentment because people feel like the French don't like Muslims, and I think you know some laws are excessive. You know, you don't need to ban the burkini; like you can let people, yeah, cover up. Yeah, that's the beach. funny. Um, but I get you know not wanting like people to wear a niqab in like universities because like is that the one where just the eyes show yeah okay um i mean i don't know my views are like i feel like i was more libertarian when i was younger where i'm like just let people wear whatever they want Mm -hmm. um but like niqab what is what are the cons of allowing niqabs the cons? Yeah, like pros and cons. Like, what are well, the negatives? Well, it like promotes an ideology that's like not very pro woman. Like, what's the rationale behind a niqab? It's like the woman's face and body should not be seen. Just the eyes are so sexy. <laughs> she must be she. No, I don't know. <laughs> when do um, we enter beautiful world? But, but I mean, like I've seen like a lot of the the explanations for, and like I don't think it's. It's not mandated anywhere in the religion, in the Quran at all. Um, and I don't know, because like I, the most time I've spent in the Middle East has been in Lebanon and people like I haven't really seen people wearing it there. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's more popular in like the Gulf states. Um, but it like when people explain why they wear it, it's like, OK, I can only show my face to my husband or whatever and it's kind of like what does that say about how we view women like i feel like you know if men had to wear it i might view it differently (laughs) 
But the fact wow. that just like women can't show their face. Imagine everyone had to wear a niqab. <laughs> well, if we end up on Mars, they might fashionableize like everyone needs to wear an atmosphere suit. Anyways, yeah. yeah, yeah, not to derail. No, yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, I get why, like, because what people wear could reveal like an, what a society is willing to tolerate. And, you know, there's a lot of Middle Eastern, North African countries that don't tolerate the niqab like that have banned it as well right yeah um and i mean again i don't think it's necessary you could make an argument that it's just a freedom thing where like you know you should just be free to dress however you want what about dudes in the gym with no shirt on (laughs) (laughs) be kind of hot i just try and think of like funny examples because they I never see that. I sometimes don't like. I sometimes just wear like a bra at the gym when I'm running, but I don't have tits, so it's like fine. It's acceptable. It'd be <laughs> funny if a dude. Um, I swear, Adama Traore, this like absolutely jack soccer player, rubbed oil on his arms before he goes in subs in. It's yeah. imagine a dude in the gym with like oiled up. <laughs> That's like a Tim and Eric. What or does something. this say about society? <laughs> um, oil with a um, a speedo. <laughs> Anyway, I I mean I don't know I I don't Islam. I don't have an answer as to like what's good I, I yeah. haven't like decided what my view is but I do think that you know there's a tension in France part of it is you know France has been a colonial power and they have definitely kicked the hornet's nest around the world in a lot of Muslim majority countries that's bad but like you shouldn't be head teachers over it like they're not the ones that have carried this out yeah and i think there needs to be i mean first of all these countries need to stop arming the kinds of people that do these things again i don't know much about chechnya but like you know, France supported arming the rebels in Syria who were affiliated with Al-Qaeda. Like, so it's like you're basically saying... And then in France, they turn around and they say, this is unacceptable here. Hey, that's the name of the show. Um, but they say, like, oh, it's unacceptable here. Um, and then it's just kind of like, okay, well, if it's not acceptable in France, why is it acceptable in Syria? Like, why is it okay for you to support these kinds of people at overthrowing the government in Syria? Um, so there needs to be like a long overhaul (laughs) of all of this like we need to all reject this like all reject this religious fanaticism so i i'd love to have on someone maybe i'm like obsessing over foreign iconography or aesthetics in a niqab who's like a high functioning person right but because that's not what i think of i think of like a silent silent woman silent wife (laughs) Yeah, like, you know, what if it was, I like, mean, a yeah. intense lawyer who's, like, kicking your ass in a cub, and you're like, bro, let me at least see your face. This isn't fair. Well, it's really not as common. Like, a lot of people say, like, oh, respect their culture, respect Middle Eastern culture, whatever. Like, it's not really the culture. Like, it's not that common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean... <laughs> I guess it depends on which country, but like in places like Syria, wearing it is heavily restricted. In Tunisia, I think it's banned. In Lebanon, I just literally, like, I've barely seen people wear it. Actually, last time I was there, when the plane landed, people took off their <laughs> their headscarves and their niqab. Why? 
my assumption is that they're coming from the Gulf and they feel like once they're in Lebanon, they don't have to wear it anymore. Oh, I see. I thought it was like something to do with the plane. <laughs> no, I mean like as soon as it landed. And yeah, I went yeah, to the yeah. bathroom at the airport and everyone was like taking oh, off their okay. stuff and putting on makeup. Okay, and, yeah, like, yeah. It's I guess just... it's like you're living in two. Imagine living in two societies. <laughs> <laughs> Another one. Another society. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just don't think that. And I guess maybe this comes back to like the whole idea of like criticism and whatever. And I, I, I think a lot of like we haven't been able to really talk about you know, okay, well, not just with the niqab, but like. How I feel like religion's been so out of bounds when it comes to criticism, where it's like people well, some see religions, it, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, people going. see it as like a personal attack, when sometimes it's just kind of like, no, it's just this doctrine is not a doctrine that I think is good. Yeah, that doesn't mean that like I hate the people that ascribe to it. I mean, like some of my family members are Muslim and I love them; they're great and like. None of them have crazy beliefs. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like... Go on. Oh, yeah. I mean, I that's just... I'm trying to think of like a mildly inflammatory race parallel. Like, have you ever tried to... Like, who's the most racist person you're friends with? Probably you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I will... I'm going to run to the washroom and then I'll... Okay, when we come... Oh, man, we were yeah. having the best conversation off air. Yeah, I was just getting a drink. That's a, a classy little, wine glass. A little drinky poo. Thanks. It's a Holy Trinity one. Wow. It says HTS on it. That's dope. Watermarked. Yeah, that's our elementary Sponsored. school. Um, it was very pious. We didn't go to St. Pius. Nope. We're not into that pussy bullshit. <laughs> Pope Pius is a Nazi. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Just kidding. Imagine if, like, that's how we had... Because we had a rivalry with, like, a sport rivalry. Oh, I didn't even know. I'm, like, so taken aback. You poured yourself a third drink. You're calling people Nazis now. If we were, like, in in this age, you know, like... like like, 11-year-olds on Instagram being, like... Let's see. You missed the basket. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. No, there was a Pius... That was sympathetic, but like reluctantly sympathetic. Like he was kind of like, I don't really like this, but we. <laughs> Sounds very complicated. He's like, but the Jews are spreading communism, so. <laughs> uh, so like that was kind of his rationale, um, uh, which wasn't great. Were the Jews spreading communism? I mean, Marx was. But <laughs> that okay. Was, he died by then. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, there's. I just, mean, because we're we're adults, we can. We know that neither Jews nor communists are bad people, so we can entertain the They're idea that Jews people. were spending. Exa- the p- Honestly, top of my list. <laughs> um, we love uh, we love Jewish people and communists. Um, oh, and if fuck. you happen to be both, it's getting bad. <laughs> like a Sam Hyde book. <laughs> oh, <God>. um, <laughs> anyway. We were, we were talking, talking about, about this important shit here. Yeah, I was just saying, like, I think there should, like, we shouldn't really be afraid to talk about when religious ideologies could be um, dangerous. And, I mean, I think this beheading was just such a 
grotesque and disturbing thing. Um, <laughs> and national tragedy. <laughs> I, Fuck, am I doing evil right now? Like no, having a great time? I don't think I don't you know. are. I just no. I, I like comment evil or not. I think you know these guys, like these eighteen-year-old devout religious, these angry young men, testosterone <laughs> violence coursing through their veins. I I think no, it, honestly it, though. I mean, I I I we're don't, fucking violent. I'm not even joking. Keep going. I'm not gonna like paint all men with this broad brush like some people do. I don't think it's like a man thing. I think it just d- depends on... Among most male populations, you get a sizable group that have like relatively high aggression and capacity for violence. Yes. I'm just trying to be... I'm trying to frame it in a positive sense. Like we're empowered. To men. I know. I'm playing with that. Because uh, usually male aggression is viewed as like negative. You know? I have a lot of male aggression. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, fuck but him up, fuck him up, Mila. <laughs> <laughs> fight the battles I can't fight. Um, I think I think I have like more like a small man syndrome. <laughs> That's very funny. There was this uh trending tweet the other day that was like, uh, if you're into small, like p- p- being into petite women is like rooted in pedophilia. And I was like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, that's cray. And they was, went after Grimes for that. Like, people think... Well, I was again, like, it's not old my man fault. yells at the internet is my, like, position well, on this. I was like, no, it's, I know. It's not my fault that, like, my genetics come from people the size of Danny DeVito. Like, it's just... That's just how I come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all men. <laughs> Takes all sorts. Yeah, like... Uh, that's I, such a. I stopped growing when I was like ten. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> that's such a. That one is such a crazy. Like. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, it was widely rooted in pedophilia. Um. Well, okay. That's. I'm not smart enough to go there. Yeah. Isn't a lot of male attraction like arguably rooted in pedophilia? I think a lot of. T- uh, influenced by porn, like well, I think that what like we, what if we're just scapegoating porn and, and men are just into really disgusting shit? Like what informs? I mean, not me, just like men, you know. Damn, you sound like such a man hater. No, the joke is that you it is stop me. Scapegoating these young men. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck <laughs> is that a Peterson impression? Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Sounds more like um. I don't know. <laughs> Sounded like the pedo from Family Guy. <laughs> Come here, reach into my pocket. Um. Oh. <laughs> they paint him as so harmless. It's so cute. Yeah, he's he's uh, quite the character. What are we talking about? Uh, Male aggression, pedophilia. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I don't. I didn't have much to say. But imagine in the future in the Mars colony, there's like four men that they keep around. They selectively like pick the fittest, and then they keep them in a cage for reproduction. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's like a weird fetish that could happen there. Like feminists have truly taken over. The thing I like, I don't <laughs> like about these like categorizations. I was like, this. Imagine I- if you just got to have sex all day. And you were like be really tiring, but like from a it. from a man, like you were like one of four men on Mars. 
this idea of the fittest, it's literally like it's not, it's part of it, it's normative. Uh, you always use that word, and I have to pretend to know what you're talking about. Okay, like you have to hold the mic to your face. <laughs> you're literally <laughs> waving it around. <laughs> part of it is normative. <laughs> that was so funny. We gotta get a gif of that. <laughs> okay, no, but seriously. Okay, sorry. Um, like <laughs> you started again. It's based on. It's like, gonna sound like. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this this podcast is actually a lesson on what the Doppler effect is. Um, no, I my point was that it's based on part part of it's based on value judgments, like what we think of as fittest. Like, oh come on, like, like for think ins- about me if I lost a bit of weight, <laughs> went I mean, back to like, school, like during the Holocaust. For oh instance. fucking geez, this will segue nicely. When, when what they, Holocaust? When, <laughs> Stop! All right, Norm- when the eugenics thing happened, like the idea of the fittest was partly based on anti-Semitism, right? Like it's like this idea that like, um, they have to like outbreed the unfit, but the unfit was based on like a very a higher IQ, silly value judgment. Yeah, it was bad science. Right, but the I'm saying like at the time no, it was kidding, thought of as like basic science, you know, like it's, yeah. So which shows you shouldn't never put too much faith in science. Ryan's not here to get tricked by that. Yeah, Ryan's not. I love when he's in the other room, SMH here, <laughs> on his phone. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that brings us to the last controversy of the week, which is um, Norm Finkelstein, who um, I interviewed a few weeks ago, many weeks ago now. Um, on Huge If True, if you haven't checked it out, uh, do check it out. He is a handful. Um, <laughs> mm. uh, but very interesting figure. So he just had a controversial tweet out. Controversial tweet? Just he, one? He, yeah, actually he <laughs> tweeted it like many times. It was... Um, but he... he um, and he got heavily what we call ratioed. Do you know what a ratio is? No. It's when you get more replies than likes on the tweet. Means you have a good tweet. No, it means that no, it, like, know, you upset people. Anyway, yeah. so and the medicine they need. So he he tweeted because Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey decided to ban Holocaust denial on their platforms. SMH. Um, and Norm was making an argument. Um, to be fair, I think, you know, people took what is like a old political theory argument to be like a hateful thing. But I think Norm's just like, I don't care about how it's going to sound. I'm just going to use it. So this is an argument that's based in the political philosophy of John Stuart Mill, mm-hmm. which is basically that uh, restricting speech is actually uh, has a low utility in that he's saying, well, do you know you're right? Are you God? Um, and you need to let other people say what they have to say in order for you to make an informed conclusion uh, and for you to be certain about what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So he tweeted and, and attached a new chapter of his book where he's, he's a new book coming out about cancel culture and academia. Um, which I'm sure will be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very readable seven pages. Yeah, yeah. He he writes like he speaks. 
Um, and he was arguing that Holocaust denial uh, should be allowed on these platforms because, first of all, we shouldn't disallow any form of speech um because it could happen and it could happen to you if it happened <laughs> to me it happened to me um he but even said there should be a professor of holocaust denial he said this should be a class he said they should probably he said that holocaust denial should be taught by a holocaust denialist so hypothetically you could okay. have a history class with like a guest wow i got that wrong fuck um which like I'm iffy on, but Imagine touring the country as a Holocaust denier. Oh my god! I mean, so I see because I've read On Liberty by John Stuart Mill. I think he's pulling the argument from On Liberty. It's not like exclusively. <laughs> um, it's yeah. not. It's not a new argument. Uh huh. Um, but I don't know. I'm a bit conflicted because it seems like you know teaching something factually incorrect might be like not really good academic practice um, well there's no objective reality no I'm just kidding not opening that but but I think what I hate to like I don't think that's hmm. I obviously I think what he's saying is that um, like if you say this sounds like a fucking meme, and I'm trolling, but if, if literally, like, actually, by my estimates, it was more like 4 million. Like, that is reacted to as if you've... Right, like, he says that he doesn't want it to be, like, a sacrosanct uh, form of idolatry. He wants it to be a matter of, like, historical fact. So he sees it as, like, cheapening the victims, including his parents, if you don't let it be discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get that argument i think it's like pretty proven like i think the numbers are pretty factual okay um i hope so <laughs> don't want to add another thing to my list of things i feel like i should say oh my god um for me like <laughs> i mean part of it is i've norm, done the math norm is a provocateur for sure um i mean i actually that's not true i don't know if he is or if he's just like doesn't have a filter and it's just like i'm just gonna say whatever i want um because at this point he has nothing to lose right um hmm. and i think he sees it as a form of integrity to not censor himself mm-hmm uh, I'm not gonna like psychoanalyze. I'm no. with no, I'm with him, and I'm with your analysis. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I still think that there's a form, there's a, a a kind of respect that you have to pay to your students who attend the university, and yeah. so like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit iffy on that, but I made this observation on Twitter that I think there's a divide between like the old leftists so like norm finkelstein noam chomsky and the new leftists uh, who are of our generation as in like the old leftists are free speech absolutists and the new leftists are more critical of or at least not even necessarily more critical but they're like less free speechy (laughs) if that makes sense yeah um and like, I like yeah. I, I there's explanation. I'm sure there's an explanation as to why. I think people like Norm uh, Finkelstein and Noam Chomsky really saw the effects of 
their speech being suppressed where maybe a lot of leftists today don't see that as much well how that means what does that mean i'm trying to go after them <laughs> they're not saying they're not being brave or i think oh, the kinds of leftism that's popular today that's being pushed is not this as controversial as the things that norm and and Norm Finkelstein and, and Noam Chomsky were pushing in their time periods, which were like very uh, critical of popular wars, right? Mm-hmm. Like both of them were very anti-war. Um, <laughs> and I mean, I have my criticisms of Chomsky, but he did say a lot of controversial things that, like things that were very controversial for his time. Mm-hmm. Um. He likes to say controversial things in a dry tone. If it's, <laughs> I know. I was trying to listen to an interview totally with him today, obvious. and I couldn't. I it's couldn't. brutal nowadays. He talks. And I think what you'll find, if you really look. It's like, guys, stop inviting him on your podcast. Like, he's done. He's no ready. He challenges him about anything. I saw this one where, like, 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 on Bad Faith, it's this new podcast. They were challenging him. Damn. And I'm like, why are you giving this old man a beating? Like, just let Well, he's. <laughs> To be fair, he's he, been so he was arguing like, if you're a leftist, you should vote for Biden, and these guys were saying no, you shouldn't. Um, yeah. I might have to check out this podcast. Bad faith. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's like bad friends with politics. <laughs> um, like they're leftists, but they were just saying like leftists shouldn't vote for Biden. I guess. Who do they think you should vote for? They should left. Whoever is with your conscience. Yeah. Um well, for Yang. Right, he right could, in Andrew. He win, honestly. <laughs> Yang Everyone. said he voted for Biden. Oh, what a cut. Normie lib. <laughs> Just kidding, <laughs> no. Andrew. Come on the pod. Can you vote for yourself? Yeah. I'd probably it feels classier to vote for someone else like your second favorite, so Yeah, I agree. Um funny if you voted for Trump. <laughs> Yang? Yeah. No, he has like a really like I said, he has a very normie stance on Trump. Yeah. Like he's like, well, we just got to get rid of him. And I have to say, like, I have one, just one view of why I think Biden is preferable to Trump, and otherwise I wouldn't care. And that is that the air and Matt Taibbi made the same argument, so I'm attributing this to him. Okay. The Trump era has made liberals so fucking annoying that, like, I want to kill myself. And, like, I feel oh, like... My if, heart is hurting right now. If he gets out, then at least the liberals will shut up. They won't, though. <laughs> no, but, like, the the discourse they have about Trump is so annoying. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, the orange man bad. But my view is that I don't think they want him out. No. That's the thing. Yeah, it... It frequently seems like some Democrats inc- would rather lose and have them on high ground. I don't even think, like, they, they're so debased. Like, I mean, nominating Biden is the most debased shit you can do. Because he's, like, po- policy-wise, not very distinguishable from Trump, except for on trade. Whereas he's to the right of Trump on trade. <laughs> and so, I mean, like, I that... Ge- the reason I liked him. No, but... Uh- Biden... <laughs> He's done better in the debates than I thought he would, and I mean, I like him he, more. He's more like free. Pro, well, so he's more right wing in the sense that he's more pro uh, free trade, NAFTA, whereas Trump is. 
the worst uh, trade deal in the history of trade deals <laughs> maybe ever that's really funny because like uh, the guy who was did who implemented nafta in canada brian mulrooney spoke at my convocation what do you say and he seemed like so old and tired and i'm like Greatest yeah he's wa- he watched deal. trump like undo his life work <laughs> yeah but yeah nafta is a bad bad deal uh, can um, you walk us through nafta yeah, so NAFTA, North American Free Trade Agreement. Uh-huh. So it's a free trade agreement between the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. Kind of like oh, internationalizes fuck. trade. Yeah. Um, the issue is that it, it can harm workers. Um, it also kind of undermines the sovereignty of these individual countries. So I actually just read a case from NAFTA, like a legal case. Mm-hmm. Where this large corporation wanted to build something in Mexico and the Mexican government said yes, but the city wouldn't give them a permit. Mm -hmm. So they sued Mexico and won. In what court? American? NAFTA, it's like between, it can be like, this is a tribunal, can be in anywhere, you know, because it's like, it's a treaty between Canada, US, Mexico. Okay, so they, they annoy, this feels so arbitrary. Well, it's a tribunal, right? So it's like a, a court case. And this, so this was held in BC, ruled in favor of this corporation, right? But it makes it so that, you know, the U.S. can produce in Mexico for cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, there's like no tariffs. So, I mean, in some senses, like, like business people like it, right? Because business people in Canada are like, okay, well, now we can trade for the U.S. for really, we can trade with the U.S. for really cheap. It's very popular among like libertarians, but it's like not great for people's jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay, like, I'm out of my depth. Yeah. Well, so basically, you all, basically all you need to know is like Biden, Clinton, whatever, like the Democratic Party, they're very pro free trade. I think that's like a very libertarian. Oh, yes, they're globalists. <laughs> the globalists. Um, I think that's a very libertarian uh, element of the Democratic Party, and I think the Republicans were very pro-free trade until Trump. Um, and I think, honestly, he can win over a lot. He's, I've heard, listened to leftists who he's won over just on that basis. Um, Donald. Yes. Wow. Um, whereas, like, libertarians are now who would have otherwise voted. There's some libertarians I know who have been like pro-Republican. Now they're not because of free trade. Mm-hmm. Um, but they wouldn't go down. They usually go to like the Libertarian Party or something. Because mm-hmm. uh, Libertarian Party is like total free trade. Um, and I mean, anyway, I don't even know how this got to here. Yeah. Um, but it's- I think, anyway. Does the Libertarian Party have a position on, like, inflation rates and, um, like... They're against the Fed. Like, against it, like, get rid of it? Yeah. Wow. And That's the something Fed. to look into. Um, yeah, so they're very anti-Trump, again, because of the protectionism. And, like, I've talked to people... Like, so people here... Like, let's say you're a steel manufacturer in Canada. If you're, like, the boss here, it's mm-hmm. gonna suck for you. Um, because to import from the U.S. is going to cost a lot more with Trump's new tariffs. Mm. Um, so, like, it's appealing to workers because, like, it incentivizes 
factories or like it incentivizes bosses to keep jobs in America mm -hmm. or bosses here to keep jobs in Canada. Mm. But libertarians are saying this infringes on my right to trade with whoever I want. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that's kind of like this tension. Um, anyway, there's, so there's <laughs> been these debates and, but my point being is that the only reason why I'd be like super stoked to see Biden win, cause I really can't stand Biden. Like I, you dislike him way more than me. I, I just can't forgive the Iraq war shit. <laughs> um, I'm nodding solemnly. And Libya was also bad. Um, but the one thing is like this derangement by all these like losers. Ooh, all these neckbeards. What haters, is the female neckbeard? All these haters and losers. Who, and just who like has Karen's. an iPhone. But it's not a Karen. It's like the young, the young female neckbeards with like part-time like, employees. Like yell in the car. Like there's literally a Cheeto in the White House. Well, yeah, well, we need a term for this. We, um, we need to formalize this misogyny. It's not a misogyny. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, I'm um, ready for that to end. Because I think they actually are benefiting for Trump from Trump being in power. How? Because, like, it's, like, this, like, industrial complex of people just complaining and making fun of Trump. Like, SNL, for instance, you know. You have all these stupid skits of people who are like benefiting off of like just Trump being in power so that they can make these like skits about how awful Cheeto Orange Man is or whatever. Um, it would be funny to see like parodies of these parodies in like 40 years. <laughs> well, J-Rig has one. Does he? What it's does he say? It's called like a uh, uh, modern political satire as a video. Oh, okay. I probably didn't click it's on like, it. It's like not so fast, Trump. Oh. <laughs> I remember that actually. I pretend I haven't seen every JREG. I haven't free, frame by frame analyzed them. <laughs> but I mean, this, like, that's, I am ready for that to end. Like, that to me is so fucking annoying. Makes me feel smart. <laughs> I no. just, it irks me. I don't know, like, irks. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think, yeah, people want him to win, um, including the Dems. Imagine if they like voted for him. Wow. <laughs> like my Twitter account will lose so many followers. <laughs> yeah. I well, that's any Cheeto merch. That's the rationale, right? Or like Covfefe mugs or whatever the hell. I would buy a Covfefe mug. Like everyone on every side finds that funny. I did not find that funny. Kofifi? That's so funny. That's just a like a, a a typo. An old man falling asleep on Twitter. That's so fucking funny. And then like people who know know. And then like the QAnon people are like, yes. <laughs> people have been calling Russia Gate Blue Anon. Uh I'm too tired to unpack that. So it's like QAnon, it's like blue anon, so it's like QAnon for liberals. Oh, blaming Russia for Trump. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> Should we end on a comedy bit? Yeah. Uh. What are you doing tomorrow? 
studying. I'm playing soccer. I'm super stoked. Going to the I hope gym. I don't have COVID. That would that would suck. I think I definitely have COVID. So Fuck. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't go to the gym. Eight feet away. You shouldn't go to the gym. Um, we're, um, we're not eight feet away, but I know. Yes, we are. No, dude. This like you're taller than the distance that we are right now. No. Yes. I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, guys, if hopefully. You I don't enjoyed know this if, episode because like, I, I might have COVID. But like legally, like um, indemnify, indemnifying is that a, is that the right word? Legally indemnifying ourselves. What, why? Because we're publicly speaking about how you've spread COVID to me, and I'm going to go play soccer with people tomorrow. Well, you shouldn't play if you feel like you have COVID. I'd literally rather die than not play but soccer. I don't know if I That's not a joke, by the it. way. So my rule is unbroken. But, like, I don't really get that sick. That's the thing. I know. Me neither. We're both tell. just alphas. Yeah, we're alphas. Brian gets really sick, which is funny because he's, like, way cut. healthier than me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Ryan. But, yeah, you just can't beat these lungs, man. Just beasting out these 10-mile runs. I don't care. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I hope I don't. Guys, pray for me. Keep me in your thoughts. The joke I was going to make is hopefully you enjoyed this episode and it was worth it. Yeah. Subscribe to my OnlyFans. Yeah. Check out my YouTube video. It's so funny. Yeah, I'll link it in the comments. I also shared it on our Twitter, the Unacceptable Pod Twitter. Perfect. Yeah, check it out. Now I'm embarrassed. Okay, goodbye. Lots of love.